0: My name is Father Mike Delaney, and I'm the parish priest of the Kingston Channel Catholic Parish in the Archdiocese of Hobart. This is my homily for the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Welcome to week three of the message series, Preparing for Mission. The call of the gospel over these last two weekends has been for people to go out to prepare the way of the Lord as he journeys towards Jerusalem. We've heard the various challenges that come from following the Lord. How do we leave family and friends? How do we live without the security of family, money and various other resources? How do we survive going into what are basically hostile towns and villages? To listen to these gospel readings over these two weeks, it would seem that not only is living such an unsupported life successful, but it is also something which can be enjoyed. We heard at the end of the Gospel passage last weekend that the 72 came back rejoicing. Lord, they said, even the devil submit to us when we use your name. One of the things I rejoice in, sometimes uh, a little more than at others, is to answer questions for school students. I say sometimes because I have also experienced blank looks of their fa- on their faces as their teacher pleads with them to ask Father Mike a question. As you might guess, some of the questions are almost unanswerable uh, like, who made God? Who is God's mother? Others are easily answered, although some answers don't always resolve the questions quite because of the language. I sometimes use children unfriendly language It's on those occasions I wish I were a parent so I had more experience at answering children's questions but it's a thought I only have for a moment. I'm glad I'm an uncle. I can give them back. Today in our gospel passage we have a very challenging question put to Jesus by a lawyer who is looking to be seen as clever and bright in the eyes of others His initial question Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life is actually a very good question because it shows that he is interested in more than what this world might offer. Jesus answers his question by asking the lawyer a question in return. What is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answers by referring to the two passages, one from the book of Deuteronomy and the second from the book of Leviticus, that goes to make up the great commandment. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. When Jesus answers, you have answered right, do this and life is yours, the lawyer wants to prove that he is better than most of the people gather round Jesus. And so he challenges Jesus to explain what this great commandment means in real life. And he asks, but who is my neighbor? What happens next is one of the great moments in the Gospels, as Jesus takes a blowtorch to the society of the time by presenting a significant challenge to everyone who was listening. He tells us a parable, and not just any parable. This is a parable with profound implications for the life of all who heard it and then and all who hear the story today. A good Jew would know the requirements for being ritually clean, and touching a dead person would have meant that 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 person would be prevented from entering the sanctuary until they'd been purified. And it was more than just not entering the sanctuary – if they were to enter, they would make the sanctuary unclean. And then the, the punishment would be that they would be cut off from the community. They would be unable to be part of any community, whatever might happen. So a priest and a Levite, and they were traveling down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and they passed a man who had been attacked by bandits. The passage tells us that the man was badly injured, even appearing as if he were half dead. And because as both the priest and the Levite saw the man, they passed by on the other side. But then Jesus tells us there was another traveler on the same road, and his response was completely the opposite. Instead of avoiding the man, he stops, dresses his wounds before taking him to a place where he can rest and recover. But not only rest and recover, he was able to recover without any worries about what would happen to him as his neighbor offers to pay any expenses. We know that the neighbor is a Samaritan, a person so despised by the Jewish people that the lawyer is unable to even acknowledge him other than to call him the one who took pity on him. Whilst his response would have been typical for the time, What Jesus says next is what is key to the parable. He tells him, he tells us, go and do the same yourself. This parable, which follows closely from the sending out of the 72, is reminding us that the call to live as a disciple is something given to each one of us. And the mission isn't just to the people we feel comfortable talking to or working with or even associating with. But I wonder if there isn't another question that we might need to think about as we reflect on this parable. And the question rises from our other readings today. From the book of Deuteronomy, we are reminded that our relationship with God is not an external activity. It is in our heart and soul. Listen to what Moses told the people. Obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping those commandments and laws of His that are written in the book of this law and you shall return to the lord your god with all your heart and soul the obedience of the law is shown by the priest and the levite and it was about an external response to what they saw the samaritan responded from the heart and so truly witnessed what the law was about whilst not wanting to put thoughts or words into moses mouth that might cause confusion What he is saying at the end of the passage suggests that he understood the law was more than legalism. The word is very near to you, he says. It is in your mouth and in your heart for your observance. If we are looking for an image of God that has some humanity about it, we need only look at the wonderful reading, the passage from the letter to the Colossians, our second reading today. There are some marvellous images including in the reading but I'd like to focus on just one. Christ Jesus is the image of the unseen God and the firstborn of all creation, for in him were created all things in heaven and on earth. As we read the Gospels, we have heard how Jesus lived and taught the people, reflecting the language of the prophet Isaiah as he speaks about how the Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for he has anointed me. And towards the end of John's Gospel, Jesus says, The Father himself loves you for loving me and believing that I came from God. All through this journey, Jesus is making God known and and sharing with the people this new understanding of the Father, a concept that had been unknown until that time. So I'm inviting you to take one more step along this journey of growing in your understanding of the call to be in relationship with God. What if we listen to the parable today, as if Jesus were using this parable not just to describe who is our neighbor, but to actually draw a portrait of God, in fact a self-portrait. And what would it mean for us to envisage God as the Samaritan? Now the helpers move towards the victim reminds us that God is putting all he is into caring for us and to lead us to him. By becoming aware of how we are being prepared for our vocation of being missionary disciples, just as the lawyer was told, go and do the same yourself, we too are being called to live generously and graciously towards others, as God lives towards us.